Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrogIsAwesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Porter, joined this week by regular host, Charlotte Porter. Hello. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. Glad, glad, we're, uh, glad the week is over. Woo! Well, when this is going out, another week will be starting, but wait, we, don't, we don't talk about that just no. now. Don't talk about that right now. <laughs> so, um, Essen... Is looming on the horizon. So yes. we're going to be talking quite a bit about... That we're not going to get to go. We're, we're not going to get to go, <laughs> but we do still get to ogle some nice games from afar. So we're going to talk a bit about some of the Essen releases that, that we're looking forward to. But before we get into all of that, we've got a little bit of housekeeping to take care of. So... First things first, we've got a couple of new patrons. Yes, we do. To get some shout-outs. So, without further ado, Charlotte. Yes. So, we have two new patrons. Ooh. We have Ryan Trotter. Hey. So, a big shout-out to Ryan Trotter. And we've also got John from Earth to Games. John from Earth to Games, who yes. are currently working on Masters of Getting. Getting, exactly. Yep. Get so thank you very much to yes. both of you. Don't know what's possessed you to give us money, but <laughs> but we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> every little helps. Um, so we'll get your names added to the website too. The Wall of Shame, right? The wall of Fame. Oh, sorry. Okay. The Wall of Fame. Yep. Got it. If you if you're out there, you're listening to us, um, and you're maybe on the fence about supporting us, uh, just to iterate as we do whenever we talk about the Patreon that uh, we all have full time jobs of our own so if you like what we're doing and would like to see it improve um, you can uh, pledge some money to us even if it's as small as a dollar a month every little helps Um, that'll allow us to get better sound equipment, it allows us to upgrade a lot of our software Mm -hmm. and um, Sometimes it even covers expenses for conventions and yeah. things. Yeah. So if if that's all stuff that you would be interested in, in seeing us explore and expound upon, then then maybe consider yep. giving us your money. Yeah. www.patreon.com forward slash unlucky frog. Forward slash. I'm, actually, I'm making a slashing motion that I'm realising that you guys are not quite going to get the benefit of. It's fabulous. So, on the topic of Patreon as yep. well, we've also been having a bit of a reflective period these past couple of weeks. We've we've been the the pensive frog. Yes, the pensive frog. Yeah. Um, thinking about because obviously it's been our first birthday. Within a year, um, we went from being completely unknown to to having a fairly substantial following. following. Yeah, um, ten thousand downloads we had this week. Hey. Woo! Another milestone. Another milestone. 
Um, but we've been thinking about what we're doing and how we want to do it. So we put out a survey, very small survey, four questions. Yep. Uh, and we've had quite a few responses from that. So we're going to analyse that data yep. and see how it matches up with what we had sort of... Because truth is, is, we kind of had ideas before we thought about, oh, let's ask everybody else what they think. Yeah. So we want to make sure that they marry up. And obviously, if anything needs to change... It can change. We can yeah. see what we so, do. So we've got our ideas. We wanted yes. to hear your feedback. And we've sat down. We've talked with the, the rest of the team. And we're going to be making some changes yep. in the new year to yep. the, the way that we release content. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for announcements regarding mm -hmm. that on our social media. Yes. Um, but it's, it's exciting times ahead for... Uh, Unlucky for the unlucky frog, frog yeah, um, and we're we're all we're also in the new year going to be doing our game of the year. Yes, awards. of course. Yeah, we're going to be doing that. So, if you if you work for a company and perhaps want your game uh, considered for that, um, get in touch with us. Or if you're really enthusiastic about a game that's come out this year, or indeed an expansion, um, get in touch with us. Let us know because. The, there's a plethora of games out there. It is impossible for us to to sit down with all of them. So, um, if you're able to give us the heads up on something, then that's great. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, get in touch if uh, if there's anything that um, that you've uh, that's really grabbed you with regards to that. And the, the the only criteria for for Unlucky Frogs Game of the Year stuff is that it has to have released within the first of January twenty eighteen. And December thirty first, twenty eighteen. So it is the it is the full year. We don't go by the Essen calendar like some of the other um, awards and things do. And the awards that we're going to be doing in January um, of next year are Game of the Year, mm -hmm. which is a given. We're going to be doing Best Expansion. Yep. So that is if an expansion came out for a game in twenty eighteen. Um, there's going to be an award for that. So again, if there's an expansion that particularly grabbed you, that could be a cycle for a card game. It could be a, a physical add-on for a board game. It could be, you know, like some of the living card game yep, formats yep. where they've released a, a, a mythos pack or a cycle pack, whatever you want to call them. Um, all of those sorts of things that can be considered for that. Uh, we're going to do best art style for a game. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also going to do best miniatures range. And finally, we're going to do a People's Choice Award. So, particularly for our listeners out there, yep. if there's anything that you really want to be considered for that People's Choice vote, um, may, maybe start um, giving a bit of consideration to that and letting us know what you think should at least be included, shortlisted yeah. for that. So, yeah, there's a lot coming up. A mm. lot to yeah. be excited about. Yep. Oh, we've not even talked about Christmas or anything <gasps> like that. You said the C word! You said the C word, Ben. We'll need to beep it out. That'll need to get beeped out, Charlotte. What you like? I can't believe it was me that did it. Anyway, well, you said it now. Christmas, 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 Christmas. Such a potty mouth. Christmas. Disgusting. Anyway, right. Enough of that. <laughs> the news. Yes. So, bit of an obscure one. Uh, this came out this morning. Um, it was. It was our very own Josh that uh, brought this to our attention because it is from the thisismoney.co.uk website, which is not a website that I 
was even aware existed, but Josh being the most avaricious of the team. Mm-hmm. This is probably his homepage yeah. on Chrome. <laughs> yeah. So, apparently, Games Workshop shares have taken a bit of a tumble. Which, Not just a tumble, though. Yeah, they... They released a statement they, warning. Yeah, they, they released a statement warning their shareholders about the uncertainties ahead. And then after that, because the stock market is completely risk-averse, yep. despite what they may say, um, the, the trepidation of the shareholders felt after that statement was issued was reflected on yeah. the on the share prices yeah. um, apparently Tom Kirby has sold all of his shares out Tom Kirby for a long time he was the the CEO mm-hmm. of, of games workshop um, and he remained on the board for a while after he stepped down as CEO he sold all of his shares out I think it was something ridiculous like 23 million he had um, so it all sounds a bit nightmarish until, as you and Josh had said earlier, you remember that Brexit yeah. is uh Because the statement the they released was literally just... Uh, the quote here is, apparently the firm has warned investors of, quote, some uncertainties in the trading periods ahead, end quote. Yeah. When, when you actually step back and take stock... No pun intended of the <laughs> Josh isn't even here, Ben. I uh, know. Someone has to fill in for him. Um, but w- but when you actually step back and evaluate... Oh, yeah, Brexit. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, because as we were saying just before we came on, uh, came on the air, the bulk of Games Workshop's sales come from overseas. Yeah. They be- may be based in the UK... Yeah. But they actually make like quite a small percentage yeah. of their overall sales. Got a very big following in Europe, yeah. haven't they? And um, and obviously part of the fallout of Brexit is that all of the the trade treaties need to be renegotiated. So um, it it's a it's a horrible time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that just about sums it up. So let's let's move on to the next item of business. So um, Kickstarter. Kickstarter has yes. been quite busy at the moment. Yes. Um, Kickstarter is always busy, to be fair. But um, as far as we can see, as far as we're concerned, it's been mm-hmm. it's been a bit busy. Quite busy. Um, Tidal Blades, yes. which is a game I've been really excited for, um, launched on Kickstarter this week, mm-hmm. and it funded within forty five wow. minutes. 45 minutes? Yep. There's been some really big Kickstarters in the past couple of months. Yeah. That have just... I think it... it part of me was, was thinking, like, you know, the people talk about the board game boom, board game renaissance, whatever you want to call it. Uh, as soon as people start talking about it like that, there's a, there's a school of people that will go, well, eventually the bubble's got to burst. But Kickstarter, if that is anything to go by, it just keeps going up yeah. and up. Um, Maybe it's one of those trick bubbles, you know, the trick bubble gum that just doesn't actually burst. It just keeps getting bigger, and bigger, uh, and yeah, bigger, yeah. And bigger. Like those bubbles, they put like a little bit of glue through them, yeah. so they don't actually burst. pop properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Tidal Blades looks fantastic. Yes, it does. It's a uh, Druid City Games are publishing it. It's a beautiful looking game. It's lovely. Um, it's it has a load of custom dice, and you level them up as you go. Uh, some great character artwork as well. Um, 
it's, it's a bit of a mishmash mechanics mechanics wise, but I quite like that. Yeah. Like it's not trying to pigeonhole itself. It's just it's what it is. What it is. Um, and. I, I think that even if the gameplay is like, oh, it's okay, I think that I'm I'm still going to enjoy it just yeah. because it, it looks like such a beautiful world to yeah. inhabit. You know, it's... Um, I, th- I think the area is called the... It's called the Reef, mm. from what I remember. So it's all very aquatic colours yeah. and all of the characters have got... Um, they're, they're like anthropomorphic yeah. aquatic animals. Like there's a little axolotl priestess... There's a character called Cayman. He's like a big red yeah. crocodile man. He looks badass. Um, so I'm I'm really excited for for that. Um, it's well on its way to funding. I I went all in and went for the deluxe edition that comes with miniatures. Oh, did you? And di- you didn't tell me that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's happening. So. Okay. Yeah. So that's my allowance for. Forever. Yeah. Thanks, Charlotte. Until Christmas. So generous. But I'm I'm really really excited yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, that I think that's set to ship next August. Good, good. So it'll be a while yet before we get to play that. But it's always nice to know that there's something exciting waiting for you in the the future. And uh, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on the yeah. the Kickstarter definitely. as that goes. Yeah. Um, as far as the Scottish scene goes with Kickstarter, uh, Motora. Yes. Launched on Kickstarter this week mm. from Twisted Bit Games. Motora? Motora? Mot- Motora? I'm not Motora. sure how it's inflected, but. Motora. Motora? Motora. I'm sure Callum will let us know. Yes, please do, Callum. Yeah. Um, so, Callum of Twisted Bit Games, we had him on the podcast um, not Recently, that long yeah. ago, yeah. August, when he came back from Gen Con. Yeah. To be in Korea. And then straight into Tabletop Scotland after that. So yes. he's, he's been a busy boy. Busy, busy. So he's on Kickstarter with uh, Motora at the moment. Um, really bright, vibrant, yeah, really islandy, like worker yeah. placement type game. So check that out. There'll be a link in the description yep. for that. Um, but on, on a slightly more sombre note, um, friend of the show... Justin from Bad yeah. Cat Games has decided to put uh, Gladiatores on ice for yeah. the moment. So he had launched the, the Kickstarter at the beginning of the month, but it's been pretty slow. And and to be fair to Justin, it 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 seems to be quite a busy yeah, release weird. window as yeah. far as Kickstarter goes. I mean, we've, we've said many times when we've spoken about Kickstarter in the past that it's very hard for independent developers and kickstarter now because the way that the bigger companies are using kickstarter means that there is seldom a window on kickstarter now where you're not toe-to-toe with one of the industry goliaths yeah but this this month in particular seems to be quite a tough one yeah so uh, i respect his decision to to call a tactical retreat um, he's going to be at Essen. Yeah. Um, he'll be demoing the game, and I'm sure he'll take stock of yeah. feedback, and he'll come back bigger yeah. and stronger. Um, the other one that's coming is Quirk Hallows. Launched this week. It's an expansion for Quirk uh, mm-hmm. by friend of the show Elmi of Immerse Studios. Yeah. And it adds a bunch of spooky cards spooky, to the game. Spooky, spooky. Yeah, so you get vampires, werewolves. I don't think genies are particularly spooky. If it's an evil genie. That's true. 
But I, I suppose in the older tra- tra- traditions, the genie or the djinn mm-hmm. is a demon technically, yeah. right? Yeah. So. And is that one of those ones, isn't it, where it's like you actually need to be careful what you're what you're wishing for? Yeah, because a lot of the time it, they're not like the Disney genies. No. They were quite tricksy, weren't they? Yeah. So. So actually, mm-hmm. the more I think about it, quite apt. Yes. So that's only going to be on Kickstarter for 13 days. Mm. So that's going to take us more to or less right up to Halloween. Halloween. Mm, so get it get it now. Yeah, link to that in the show notes yep. as well. So that's all the, the news items and housekeeping covered. So let's talk about Essen. Essen! Yep. We've never been to Essen. So Essen Spiel is... The big daddy, as far as conventions for Europe big go. Daddy. It's uh, it's one of the the big three throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, it had one hundred eighty two thousand attendees. Gosh, so it's a big one. A lot of people. Um, as I said previously, we've not been, no. but I have it in good authority that it is more of a trade show. And we do know quite a few folk that are going. Yeah. Um, shall we rhyme some of them off? Duncan, Kevin. Duncan Cowan from Tabletop Scotland, he's going to be there. Bez from Stuff yep. by Bez. Um, Cat from I Play Red. Cat from I Play Red. Uh, Justin from Bad Cat yep. Games, he's going to be there. Um, so it's, I th- I think that I think definitely if you are if you're press or if you are developing a game in any way, it's it's one that you want to go to. But I think. Um, I think you would maybe be a bit disappointed with Essen if you were hoping to like turn up and like take part in a tournament yeah. and all that. It it's not quite the same show as like UK Games Expo or Gen Con are, where there's a bit of everything going on at those ones. Um, it it's more it is very much an a trade show. So, uh, as I said, we've never been before. We are hoping to go next year. Yes, I think yes. that that is um, that is something we're discussing at the moment but what we thought is um we would talk through some of the releases so you looked at the release schedule didn't you i did how many games were on the release schedule um just a little under 1200 oh my gosh and we've narrowed it down to how many uh we've <laughs> got got about 16 here 16 that's yeah. not bad from 1200 to 16 yeah. um they're 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 not all standalone games here. I think we've got a couple of... No, we've got one expansion, which can also be used as a standalone game. But I think let's just rattle through them. So the first one we've got on the list is Village Attacks. Yes. By Grimlord Games. Yes. Um, this is a game that people who back the Kickstarter for, they'll already have yeah. it in their hands. Um, and I think it's... I think this is really the first time that it's going to be at retail sure. that I'm aware of. It was very good. We played at UK Games Expo. Yeah. Had to get ushered out because it went beyond. I think I think we were technically the last non exhibitors yeah. in in that hall. The security had to come and tell us to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was embarrassing. But um Village Attacks, it's a sort of tower defence type game where each of you plays like a sort of hammer horror type monster mm-hmm. defending your castle. Against the horrible unwashed masses. Horrible, horrible unwashed masses. Um, the public. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of peasants, right? And then occasionally a hero shows yeah, up to totally right. ruin your that's day. Right. 
Um, it was really good fun what we played of it. Loads of miniatures in it. Loads of miniatures. Um, so that that's one that we're quite looking forward to to playing again mm-hmm. when we get the chance. Um, the next one we've got on the list is Ruthless. Ooh, Alley Cat Games. Alley Cat Games are publishing it in the Roland's UK. Revenge. It is Roland's Revenge yes, that are, right. are making it. It's Ro- Roland McDonald, yes. who is the artist and game designer. Yes. He's done everything in it. Yeah. And it is a stunning looking game. It's a deck builder that uses a lot of poker mechanics. Because mm-hmm. um, when I saw it was a pirate game, I thought, great. When I heard it was a deck builder, I was a wee bit like, this could go either way. Yeah. But the it's unique enough in its own right that it, it stays quite interesting and it doesn't suffer from a lot of the usual problems that deck builders do. Um, you know, like the the one that I hate in particular is with deck builders, you can spend what feels like half an hour just watching your friend yeah. draw cards. Uh, none of that happened when we played Ruthless. Um, we, we only did get to play it once at UK yeah. Games Expo, but that's, that's one that... Um, I'm very keen to add to the collection. I I really enjoyed Ruthless, and it's quite a it's fairly quick to play, pretty small box, so it means that it's a, a nice travel sized game, mm-hmm. um, and it, it it just looks fantastic. Ice Cool too. Ice Cool. Yep. So Brain Games are doing a sequel to Ice Cool. Uh, do you, do you know much about this? We, it was at UK Games Expo, but we bought the original one. Well, it's it's actually it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be released in retail at the beginning of November, mm-hmm. but it is going to be on sale at, at Essen Spiel. Um, this can be used as a standalone game, or it can be used as an expansion for Ice Cool. It adds in some tournament mechanics. Um, Apparently there's a card that lets you swap fish around as well, so I'm quite interested to see how that goes. Um, you can also combine it with the Ice Cool game to create your own courses. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and there's also, if you combine the two games, a new game mode called The Race. The Race. Which sounds mm. quite, quite interesting. I'm not going to be very good at that, I'm just telling you now. Apparently, um, Ian McAllister from The Giant Brain, he was telling me that there's some cards that... Um, they 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 reward you for trick shots. Oh yeah, I can't even get out of the room. Well, yeah, do a trick shot. I I love ice cool. Um, Your mum is surprisingly good at it. My mum's amazing at ice cool. Yeah, but then she revealed yeah. it's because she spent a lot of her childhood playing Subutio yeah. with my uncle. Yeah. So she is uh, an absolute master at games like that, and uh, she wiped the floor with all of us yeah, she did. at ice cool. <laughs> Um, she was actually telling me how I should yeah. be doing it, so I was taking pointers off my mum for a change in a game. <laughs> I I love ice cool. You're not so you're not so keen. I guess because I know I'm not very good at it. Yeah, I I'm not that great at ice. No cool. no no. You're you're. I'm not even. Right. You, you on just, the chart. I'm just. You're just totally calling me out there for false modesty. No, you're very good at it. Well, we we might pick that up then. <laughs> Just prolong Charlotte's suffering a bit more. Um, Blue Orange Games are bringing out a game called Planet. Mm, okay. So, um, Blue Orange Games have really caught my attention over the past while. Not just because they they've released a couple of games that have have um, performed quite 
well, like photosynthesis. Mm. uh, I think they did King Domino as well. But the thing that they've really got my attention for is that they are aiming to make the bulk of their games from recycled materials. Ah, yeah. Photosynthesis was made, I think, entirely from recycled cardboard and paper. Yeah. Which is quite a commitment to make, but their next game, game, um, they they seem to be sort of continuing along this environmental line, Mm -hmm. and their next game, Planet, you, you get a planet core which is is this sort of magnetic uh, cube type shape mm-hmm. and you you can magnetize different uh faces Ooh. to this this shape um and they've got different types of terrain on them so you're creating a little planet yeah. and you're trying to attract different animal species to your planet yeah and you score points based on that that's cool so it it seems as though it could be quite pertinent you know we, we live yeah. in a an age where people are quite concerned about the environment blue orange games they they're particularly invested in the environment with their commitment to using recycled components so it's going to be interesting yeah. to to see um what planet's like next on the list we've got a game called cerberus by la boite de jus I do apologise to any French aficionados or native French speakers out there if I'm butchering the pronunciation of that. I will now tell us. Yeah, I'm sure she will. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to have this list of people lining up after the show to tell us. How to say things. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, Cerberus um, is a semi-cooperative game where players have all found themselves in the underworld. Mm. Which apparently isn't a nice place. I can imagine. Yeah, so the rub here is you're 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 working together to escape. There's only three spaces on the boat. Ooh, how many players? Uh, I think you can do up to five, something Ooh. like that. So I I think the number of spaces you've got in the boat obviously shrinks. Yeah. The, the smaller the player number, but. You you're working together to an extent, yes. Because you're gonna have to off a couple of people in order to get on that boat. What about Sharon? Can we off Sharon and have another space on the boat? Uh, no, because he needs his magic powers to punt you back to the other side. Damn it! Only he can navigate the River of Souls. See, if you didn't have me there to help you, you'd be stuck, stuck there forever <laughs> in a boat. Yeah. The cool thing about this, because at first when I saw it, I thought, oh, it's got player elimination. That's yeah. rubbish. Apparently when you die, you get to like throw stuff in the way of the remaining players. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. So yeah. it, it seems like quite an interesting one, quite quite different, again, from what's out there. Uh, I love the theme of the... I, I did classics at school, so I'm a bit of a classics nerd, yeah. so anything Greek or Roman, I'm like, ooh. ooh. But it's got, it's got a Cerberus meeple on it. Oh, we three-headed. We three-headed oh. doggy, um, and again, it looks like quite a compact little yeah. game. So, that's another one to look out for that I thought looked pretty neat. Uh, next on the list, holding on the troubled yes. life of Billy Care. Yes. No, I don't know why I said Billy Care. Like that. <laughs> we did see this at UK Games Expo. We never got to play it. No, because it was constantly not by any fault of our own. Yeah. You had to book demos yeah. for it, and it was booked out. I mean, it was constantly. It was mobbed. Um, I think I'm I'm still a wee bit sceptical as to how effectively they implement the theme. 
But to be honest and to be fair to them, that's more to do with the fact that I was really disappointed with Fog of Love. Yeah. And that um, that was another uh, quite recent game that tried to tackle a more substantial theme yeah. and, in my opinion, fell flat on its face doing it. Yeah. Um, been hearing good stuff about yeah, it so far. Yeah, we have. But um, it's uh, certainly one to look at. Um, for people that don't know the, the troubled life of Billy Kerr, the... It's Hub Games, isn't it? It's Hub Games. Yeah. The the eponymous Billy Kerr character has suffered a cardiac arrest and has been rushed into care. And the players play the the nursing staff that are trying to keep Billy stable. Yeah. And throughout the course of the game, you are piecing together uh, memories from Billy as his life flashes before his eyes. So, potentially quite a poignant one. Um, It'll all depend on how the story's executed and whether the game mechanics get in the way of delivering that story, uh, which was an issue that Fog of Love really suffered from. Um, Certainly very brave uh, to to tackle a theme like that. And uh, I do think that for all... I was a wee bit disappointed with Fog of Love. It's nice to see designers tackling tougher themes. Um, but I've I've got quite a good feeling about Billy Care. Part of me is a wee bit like, oh, I don't know. But part of me is like, no. Let's try it. Yeah. yeah. No good. Magnificent Flying Machines. Ooh, Medusa Games. Yes. So this is like Catch the Pigeon, the game. I love it. Um, we played it at Glasgow Games Festival last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Medusa Games yep. are uh, developing and publishing this one. Um, Richard Denning, another friend of the show, UK Games Expo boss, Medusa Games boss, and up until recently, GP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very busy man. Very he busy man. Also writes yes. novels. When does he get time to do anything? Yeah, um, he's insane. <laughs> that's all I can say to that but um, he he's put together Magnificent Flying Machines it is uh, an aircraft race yeah turn of the century across Britain yeah. so turn of the century style um, flying in those sort of machines that you can scarcely believe even get up off the ground yeah um, it's one of those games I think if you take it too seriously yeah. you're not going to enjoy it well, it's sort of, it's based on that film, isn't it? Magnificent Men and Their Flying Machines. Yeah. 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 So it's the same sort of idea as that. It's very tongue in cheek. Yeah. Uh, tongue in cheek, yeah. quite um, madcap. Like um, I, th- I think in the game we played, Callum had a brick attached to a string that he threw at Josh's pilot. From the ground, didn't he? And ma- no, it was from his plane. No, because I thought Josh was on the top. Was Josh not on the highest so, well, level? It, it was a ground. So, it was a yes, ground to air brick. Was that's it? what was so funny. But it yeah. was Callum was on the ground and threw it. I don't think it matters where <laughs> it came from. I think the fact that anyone got hit with a brick while they were in the air in this yeah. game is uh, that really sort of yeah. sets the tone for for the game. I I loved it um, just for all the nonsense that goes yeah. along with it. Um, it's got a, a a really distinct sort of cartoony caricature yeah. type art style but even there it's came on quite a bit since we played it because yeah we played it, it was so quite a lot rough. of the stuff's been quite tweet uh, yeah. uh, tweaked quite a bit a uh, bunch of pilots have been added yeah. 
Um, quite an eclectic mix of characters here because they've got pilots from all over the globe, male, yeah. female, different races. So kudos to Richard for, yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, so keep an eye out for that one if you're at Essen Spiel and by all means keep an eye out for it in the future because it, it's quite good fun. Yeah. Um, so next move games. I've got a couple of games that are going to be on sale at Essen. We've got Azul, Stained Glass of Sintra. Mm. And Reef. Reef, Reef, yes. So I, I've seen quite a few people say that um, Azul, Stained Glass of Sintra is like someone's just taken Azul and Sagrada yeah. and smashed the two together. But Glass of Sintra. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. Um, it, it does look as though it borrows a lot of similar beats to Azul, that sort of precision tile placing. Yeah. Uh, where you're punished for taking a bit yes. too much and yeah. wasting materials. Um, I I I felt Azul was okay. I I wasn't as enthusiastic I liked about. Azul. Yeah, I I didn't like the fact that you have to be so precise in how you're playing it that. Well, I like that. There's that's, not a lot of interactivity. I like that. That's how I was able to score 105 points. Yeah. Because I managed to complete the entire board, and get all my colours, and get everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never that precise you're so, ever. You're so modest. I'm never that precise. That's more of the thing. I'm more of a random, chaotic person. Yeah, it's not one I'm particularly excited yeah. for. Um, it looks pretty, but I know a lot of people out there love Azul, yeah. so it's worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, the other game, Reef. Reef does. Look I I I like very the look good. at because this one you have to make the most beautiful reef. Oh, I love it. Already. So I think that it. It's similar, and, and this is the thing, is that Next Move Games have said that they're going down the route of doing more abstract-type games. Mm -hmm. um, but where the Azul series require you to be very precise in your movements, I think Reef lets you go off the rails a wee bit more. Okay. I've not played it myself. Yeah. I really want to, because um, I'm a bit of a sucker for all things aquatic, yeah, nautical. Yes. Yep. Um, that's... Uh, I think it's part and parcel of being a Scot. You know, we're a maritime people. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm a weirdo. You just reminded me of the, um, the designer of Cumberland Town Centre. <laughs> so, Cumberland Town Centre is terrible, but it's shaped like a boat. And that was because apparently we're a maritime nation, even though Cumberland is nowhere near body of water in any direction well I was trying to be quite space. romantic and poetic and then you made it about Cumbernauld again <laughs> I'm sorry yeah you're not one bit sorry no but we are Scots are a maritime yes, people we are it's true yeah the sea calls to us even in board games even in board games yeah so that's another one to keep an eye on looks very nice uh, Wildlands by Osprey Games. Aha, uh -huh. we saw this. So this is Martin Wallace's skirmish type game. Uh, allegedly his answer to Shadespire. Yeah. So make of that what you will. Um, so it's a it's a bold claim. I'm not saying that he can't do it, but um, I. <laughs> right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it in in Tabletop Gaming Magazine this month. There was an interview with Martin Wallace about this game. Yes. And they asked them about Shadespire. And Martin Wallace's answer was 
I've never played Shadespire, but I would argue that this Wildlands is the more elegant design. Now, first, right, there, there are like there's about three or four stages of stupidity yeah. to that. First of all, they asked them the question. Yeah. Right. Second of all, they they let him. He answered that with yeah. the answer saying, "I've never played that, I, I, but I'm still yeah. going to argue that my design's better." And then the third stage is that they published that comment anyway. No one looks good in that exchange. No. It was a it was a very bizarre um, piece of journalism, but um, that that's not to detract anyway from the game itself. No. Um, it looked quite interesting. You know, you've got the characters trying to collect pieces of. Um, it looked like amber. Yeah. And you've got um, the 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 war bands. They've all got quite distinct feels to them. Um, I'm I'm certainly interested in giving it a go, but I don't really feel like I need another skirmish game in my life, and I don't feel like Wildlands does anything different enough to to merit investing in it in a big way. But um, Martin Wallace certainly has a great reputation, and Osprey Games, the publisher, yeah. um, they've got a an expansive back catalogue. So keep an eye out for that one. Next on the list, Detective. Oh, yes. A modern crime board yes. game. Yes. So it's Portal Games that are publishing yep. this one. Um, a lot of the backers um, have already got it in their hands. So if you back Detective and have already got it, let us know what you think of it. Um, so it looks along the lines of Sherlock Holmes consulting detective mm -hmm. and that you've got a bunch of cases that follow on from one another but the the big deal about this is apparently you have to like, use Google and stuff like yeah. that to, to solve the some of the cases so I'm quite interested to see how they integrate that into a board game um, I thought it would be right up your yeah. street you, I remember um, Rory Summers played it yeah. at UK Games Expo and they were, lock they were, like, they were locked in a room were they for a couple of they weren't cause they were like they were testing it out and he was in this room for about three hours googling and trying to do all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It seems pretty neat. Yeah. At the same time, though, I can see a lot of people being like, "Well, you know, I don't want to have to Google and use devices and things when I'm playing a board game." I do. I, do. I like the. Uh, I I kind of I kind of like the integration of technology, yeah. but at the same time, I understand how a lot of people would be like, oh, "I don't want a game where yeah. everyone's looking at their phones." phones. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. And try, you know, a lot of people the the attraction of tabletop gaming is getting away from that. Um, I found this quite quirky little game when I was going through the list. This is the one I'm really excited for. Yeah, it's called The Table is Lava. The Table is Lava! What on earth is The Table is Lava? So we don't... Details on this one are <laughs> scarce at the moment. But allegedly, everyone's got a meeple. And you're you're trying to throw cards down. I love this already. In order for... I'm, I'm not quite sure how the objective is fulfilled and all that. But it's only... I think the, the price it was listed at was €12. Euros. So I think it's going to be a little game. Um, quite a weird idea, but I, I kind of like the idea of a, a party game with a dexterity element. Yeah. It seems like that could be pretty good fun. Yeah. And you were um, very enthusiastic, but yes. you are very enthusiastic about that. 
So if, if you're at Essen and you manage to get a look at that, let us know. Yes. Because that sounds mental. Um, so this next game, it, it's already been out for a while, but can't get it anywhere. So it has been sold at Essen. Yeah. Riverdale. Oh, Everdale. 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 <laughs> Where did I get Riverdale from? We've played Everdale. We have played Everdale. Apparently we've played it wrong. It's beautiful. It's such a beautiful game and I really want to play it again. This is the game that I... Because I, I, I remember saying to you that even though we played it, we kind of knew we played it wrong. Yeah. It, the rule book's not great. No, it maybe soured our experience a bit. Yeah. But I still wanted the game. Which I think is testament to how well it's put together, right? Oh, it's right? a beautiful game. Like, you know, I'm not so interested about playing this game. I just want to look at it and <laughs> I just touch want it. it. Yeah, I just need it in my life. I remember because that's the one that we played at the Geek and Sun. Yeah. And everybody came by. I was like, "What are you playing?" It we just looked some, so beautiful on a beautiful table. We got some very nice pictures yeah. there. Um, the there's an expansion was on oh, Kickstarter right, yeah. uh, quite recently. It's the. Um, Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a river expansion. So everyone gets a frog ambassador, and you're you're uh, negotiating with the river folk. You're treating with them. So we could make little unlucky frog meeples and give them to people to put in to be the frog ambassador. I don't know, but you're gonna try, aren't yes. you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That would be quite a horrifying ambassador <laughs> to send to the river folk. Are you sure this is a good idea? What is this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good point. Good point. We'll do the little meeples. But they'll have white skull faces on them and they'll have different coloured bow ties. There we go. Good. Because the bow tie really does lessen it a bit. makes it Yeah, but it also time. means that um, your your frog ambassador is colour-coded so you yes. know which yeah. ambassador belongs to which player. Yes. We think of everything here. We do. We do. Yep. So the last item we've got on the list, I've had to skip a couple here because uh, time's against us. Um friend of the show Bez mm-hmm. from Stuff by Bez is going to be there with Kitty Cataclysm Kitty Cataclysm yep. now a special one for us yep. because our cat's in it our very own Sylvester yes he is is the cat burglar I think he is or he's yeah. the sneaky cat the or sneaky something cat. Yeah. yeah it's something quite apt for Sylvester the, anyway. yeah Sylvester the pester yeah so you, he's a black and white uh, domestic short hair and in his character art, he's got a little fish hanging out of his yes. mouth and he's scurrying away with it. Yes. And it does look like Sylvester. And it oh does. my word, the um, so we were involved with Bez in the sort of consultation on the artwork. Yeah. And just seeing it all come together was I lo- amazing. I love Bez's art style yeah. as well. Yeah. It looks really neat. And um, she she's done so much work on this one. Yeah. I, I do think that... Of all of our games that I've played, Kitty Cataclysm is the one I like the best. Yeah. I do think that the artwork for Kitty Cataclysm is uh, is the best she's done as well so far, I think. Yeah. Um, so she should be really chuffed with yeah. that. Yeah. So I, I'm not 100% on whether she'll actually be selling the game there. Because uh, um, it, it is running a bit late yeah. already. But I'm pretty certain she will at least be demoing it. Yeah. So if you do get the chance, uh, swing by the Stuff by Bez stall. You will probably be made to draw a cat. Yes. Um, 
It doesn't matter how good it is. It's the taking part that counts. Um, But Bez has amassed quite the wall of cats. So many cats. I remember when when she was... When this this cat wall was in its infancy. And I I said to her, this is a really cool idea. So are you going to use the artwork in Kitty Cataclysm? She was like, no, I'm just collecting pictures of cats. And I was a bit... Okay. I I feel stupid for asking her. (laughs) But, yeah... And our cats are amongst them. Yes. Um, I've got a skeleton cat, a rabid cat, and I drew something else. I can't remember. See, I can't remember my cats. Because she takes them with her to every convention she goes to and she'll yeah. put them up. And so she I've puts seen up them, all of them. All the cats. And so I've seen them, maybe we've been at maybe three or four conventions where she's been at. Yeah. And I don't know which cats are mine. <laughs> I've drawn a cat every single time and I don't know which cat's mine. Well, I also sign mine. Oh, that's smart, see. And that's I draw a little frog symbol in the bottom. That's why you're the brains. On that note, um, there you go. You've got mm-hmm. a pretty big list of games to keep an eye out for. Even if you're not at Essen, that's some stuff to look out for in the coming months. But yeah, if, you, if you're going along to Essen, let us know. Share some pictures with yeah. us. Let us know what you're excited for. Um, but until next time... Thank you for joining us. Take care. Bye. Hi, I'm Tom. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, If you want to check out more Unlucky Frog, check their Facebook page. You can find it by searching Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also support them on Patreon. And uh, check out their website at www.unluckyfrog.com. Mention the Twitter. Oh, yeah. Get the Twitter. They've got Twitter, too. It's pretty cool. (laughs) 